What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Glad with you here. We're in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. You've probably heard this story. It happens in all the Gospels. There's also a different story that's similar, um, and that is this Jesus is in the storm in the boat and the different variations of telling this that actually happened. And so this is the Mark's account. When Jesus calms the storm, you've probably heard this. Let's read it again. So we're reading in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, and I'm reading out of the ESV. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he said. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the sea and said, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? And so that that verse, verse 41, is the big linchpin for what's going to be the series of several stories after this. And we're actually ahead of this in the sermon series. But it's that question, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And so we see obviously here, Jesus, who is Jesus? Well, let's see what he does. He's the authority over the natural. So he's he's obviously the authority over nature in this storm. And then he's also, as we've seen on Sunday, we're going to see in, in, in the podcast is that Jesus also has authority over the supernatural when he casts out demons. He has authority over sickness. He even has authority over death. And so these next series of stories in the book of Mark all hang on this question. Who is he? Who can do that? If you've been in church for any length of time, you know, seeing memes and stuff on social media, there's always, you know, it's the imagery, and I don't think it's wrong, but there's this imagery that's like, God can control the storms in your life, and he can get you through, and I think that plays, man, like, I think that's true, I just don't think it's necessarily the best to constantly have this self-focused attitude when reading this story, because... We saw in verse 41, the linchpin of this is, well, who's Jesus? And then we use it and it's like, hey, what's going on in my life? What can Jesus do for me? Which it's true. He does get us through storms. Um, And and so all that to say, like you don't get through the storms in your life by focusing on getting through the storms in your life. You focus on Jesus, period. Period. You don't get through the storms in your life by focusing on getting through the storms in your life. You focus on Jesus, period. Jesus led them through the storm. And what's even more amazing is looking at, okay, well, who is Jesus? We're answering this question. Who is this? We know it's God, right? Because we've seen the rest of the Bible. The, The disciples didn't quite get it at the time. 
But I think there's some also some things that we don't necessarily grapple with or think about immediately when we read the text. Because, yes, Jesus led them through the storm. And if you selfishly appropriate this text to, to apply to certain things in your life, you say, well, Jesus will get me through my storm, right? But you're not going to, that, that's not focusing on the true Jesus. And they miss some things. And so I think we miss some things too. And so, yes, Jesus led them through the storm. But what's often overlooked in this text and in many places in the Bible is thinking about this, the fact that he initiated this storm. <laughs> I don't like that, right? Jesus led them through the storm, yes, but he also initiated it. Uh, on verse 35, he says, let us go across the other side. If he's God, then he knows what's going to happen, right? So it's not an accident. He's not surprised. He's actually initiating this. And um, I think uh, Matthew's account in 8 verse 18, he says he ordered them to go to the other side. And so clearly he if Jesus is God, right, this is a bold claim. He was crucified for basically saying he was God. So everybody believed that he believed that he was God, right? That's why they killed him. Then God knows everything. Then Jesus is not surprised and he's actually initiating this uh, situation. And so he's, he's orchestrating, right? You could say that God is sovereign. He's orchestrating this event in the lives of his apostles, his disciples to increase their faith in him whom they should have already trusted. So it's a learning experience. But the fact that he initiated it, I think, is something that we don't necessarily think of or or, or really grapple with when we read stories like this at our, at our first pass, and then we immediately go to application. And so I was reading in a commentary, and they pointed out this uh, really interesting text in the Old Testament that illuminates kind of what's possibly, probably going on here in Matthew chapter 4. And that is Psalm, the book of Psalm, verse uh, or chapter 107. And I'll just read, a, a, you know, 23 through 32. And so this is really interesting, right? This is the Old Testament. And it says, Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, His wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. He commanded, he raised the stormy wind. Verse 26, they mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits end. Then, they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord, Yahweh, for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of elders. You could say this is almost prophetic, this imagery that we're seeing in the book of Psalm, who's clearly praising the Lord, and, and, and the Lord here in our English translations is in all caps, which signifies that word for Yahweh. So this is the the Lord, Yahweh, God, that they're praising, and Jesus 
in Mark 4 is doing the exact same things that they're praising God for in the Old Testament here in the New Testament. And they ask, who's this? (laughs) Like, you know, it's easy to be hard on them, but it's like, who's this? Well, they praised the Lord Yahweh for the same activities as Jesus is doing here. That should give us a hint as who Jesus is. He's Yahweh. He's, he's the second person of the Trinity. He's the Lord God, the one who not only calms the storm, but who is sovereign behind them. We saw that in Psalm. He raised up this storm, and then he calmed the seas, and the people worshipped him. Now, if that dilemma of, like, well, God caused the storm, and then he silenced it, If that very essence of grappling with God's bigness, his sovereignty, his control over all things to wield for his good purposes, if that doesn't produce awe-filled reverence, then I don't know what else is. Because one of the other big themes in this text is, hey, don't be afraid, right, when the storms go through your life. And Jesus actually rebukes him. He's like, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Have faith that I'm God. Like, I've got you. I'm in control. And so if... If we're looking to see like, well, let's not be afraid. Well, the antidote to fear is fear. It's like kind of quirky to say that. That's what I wrote. The antidote to fear is fear. In other words, the antidote to sinful, practical atheist fear, who says in verse um, 38, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Right? So here they are accusing God to his face that he doesn't care about them. The antidote to that sinful, practical atheist fear is to replace that sinful fear with a healthy fear of the sovereign Lord. So when we think about this, like, yeah, God, this is God, (laughs) you know, and he says, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Don't you realize? And they ask, well, who's this then? He's God. So do you have faith in God or do you not? And so I think that's when we do get to the application of this and we, we say, well, I've got this issue in my life. I have this boss that's difficult to deal with. I have this financial situation that's paralyzing. I have a health issue that's just, and I, I stay up at night with anxiety. I'm afraid. And do, do you not care, Father, that we're perishing, right? That we would ask the same questions that the disciples ask. And instead of taking this text and saying, well, God can calm the storm in your life and he can get you through, which is absolutely true. I think a better question to ask, one that might change our behavior from the inside out, in other words, transform us even more, is to ask, who is this then? Who is this then that the wind and sea obey him? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? And... That question is huge because when we go through times like that, when our other questions are, well, don't you love and care for me? When we question whether God loves and cares for us, the thrust of this text poses the question to us, well, how dare you? How dare you, right? This is God. Now, I don't think Jesus is that callous when he says that because he's patient, But I think when we see this in its full context, that Jesus initiated this, he's sovereign over this, he can calm the storm, but he also brought it it to pass, that should give us a healthy fear that replaces the sinful fear of, God, don't you care about me? Well, how dare you? I'm the God of the universe, 
And what I say goes always, if he said it, you can believe it. So who is this then that even the wind and sea obey him as God and he cares for you? And I hope that this text, among many others, makes you feel small and makes God huge in your life. I hope you feel small today, and I hope God is big in your life. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.